At one point, I thought, you know, I'd love to talk to the person who wrote the history of women's fitness. And I was really surprised to discover that that book didn't exist. Nothing makes the miles go by easier than having some narrator that I'm so engrossed in their story that I'm not thinking about the pain of the run. I realized I had trouble pronouncing toddler. I was saying toddler and also adding an extra syllable with like matriarchal and patriarchal. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet award-winning journalist Danielle Friedman, Stacking Benjamin's podcast host, Joe Saul Sihai, and journalist and one of the founding editors of Bustle, Rachel Krantz. Listen in to hear how each of these authors had a specific personal experience, from wandering through a bookstore to taking an exercise class, that inspired them to write their audiobook. Enjoy. Hi, this is Danielle Friedman, author of Let's Get Physical, How Women Discovered Exercise and Reshaped the World. My book is a cultural and social history of women's fitness, and I first became inspired to write it about five years ago when I took my first bar class in the lead-up to my wedding. And I loved the way the class made me feel, but as a feminist and a women's health journalist, I was also intrigued by the whole bar subculture and where the workout came from. And I also noticed that many of the moves in class felt kind of surprisingly sexual. So I decided to investigate. And what I discovered was far more rich and fascinating than anything I could have imagined. I learned the story of Lottie Burke, who created the bar workout and was a free love revolutionary in the swinging 60s in London. I ended up writing about her story in an article for New York Magazine's The Cut that I was delighted to see go viral. But for me, researching that piece was really just the tip of the iceberg. While researching it, at one point I thought, you know, I'd love to talk to the person who wrote the history of women's fitness. And I was really surprised to discover that that book didn't exist. So at that moment, I basically set out to write the book that I wanted to read. And I quickly discovered, too, that Within almost every fitness movement, there was a Lottie Burke, this Forrest Gump-type character who was fascinating and complicated and flawed and often inspiring. And there was a really interesting, important story to be told here. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun and humbling, (laughs) but mostly fun. One thing that it really made clear to me was that while writing the book, I really chose to include stories that I found especially interesting and colorful and enlightening and often fun. I basically tried to amuse myself as I went, and so reading it out loud was similarly very enjoyable for me. I realized I had trouble pronouncing so many words, and I also discovered that there are many words that have multiple pronunciations. And so I found it really enlightening to discuss what those options were. I was particularly surprised with the word that is spelled S-A-L-V-E. I didn't realize that it is pronounced sav, which is a bit embarrassing, but now I know. I also struggled a little with behemoth. I think I said behemoth. Again, slightly hesitant to admit that, but now I know. 
I also discovered that there were a few terms specific to my book that came up frequently that were more challenging to pronounce than I expected, two of them being sex in the single girl, I think single girl in context was tough, and sports illustrateds. That one was especially challenging. I'm proud that I was able to get through one kind of comic and slightly off-color section in my chapter about Lottie Burke, the creator of The Bar Workout, without spoiling it, in which she goes on national TV in the 70s and directs the stars of the show to basically move their pelvises in ways that were completely inappropriate for television at that time. And I didn't realize I was going to feel so bashful reading it out loud, but I found it both hilarious and also kind of embarrassing, but I was proud that I got through it. I really am just excited for listeners to hear this whole story and to learn about these, you know, forgotten in many cases, pioneers of women's movement and women's pursuit of health, happiness, and liberation. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would have to cast Jane Fonda. I mean, how could I not? The last great audiobook I listened to was Come Fly the World by Julia Cook, which is a fantastic history of the women of Pan Am and how being a stewardess on Pan Am kind of literally opened up the world to them and how their careers with the airline intersected with the brewing feminist movement. I would say my favorite place to listen to audiobooks is while out and about walking throughout New York City, sometimes running throughout New York City, and also while cleaning in my apartment. I find that having a good audiobook to put on is a major incentive for getting to work and doing the the chores that I've been putting off doing. I also just wanted to share that I think my most memorable audiobook listening experience was several years ago listening to Helen Gurley Brown's Having It All While Training for a Half Marathon. And I just remember going for these long runs <laughs> with her voice in my ear. And some of her uh, slightly misguided, but at the time very liberating advice has just been kind of burned in my brain from that experience. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. New Yorkers who spotted Bonnie Pruden striding through Midtown Manhattan in August 1957 couldn't have known they were glimpsing the future. With the space race revving up and new technological marvels emerging every day, color TV, Teflon pans, who would give serious consideration to a petite 40-something woman going about her day in a stretchy jumpsuit? She was an anomaly, a head-scratcher. They couldn't have known that someday their city would be filled with Bonnies, sheathed in workout clothes that allowed them to move as they pleased. But that summer, after weekly appearances on NBC's home show, she knew she was on to something. Hi, this is Joe Salcihai. I'm the co-author of Stacked, Your Super Serious Guide to Modern Money Management. The inspiration for Stacked came from a trip that my spouse Cheryl and I took to Powell's Bookstore, this fantastic bookstore in Portland, Oregon. I found myself in the kids section and I saw on a lower shelf 
the Hardy Boys detective manual. And I immediately took it out. I actually bought it and now own it again because in fourth grade, my little brother and I, we carried this book everywhere. That book was so dog-eared. We took it out to our treehouse. And when my dad pulled out for work in the morning, we'd use tips from that book to get the tire tracks. We also, every time my mom touched a doorknob, we took tape over and we'd pull the tape off the doorknob so that we had her fingerprints. We learned how to crack codes. This was an amazing book and just this wealth of feeling that I had about the Hardy Boys Detective Manual, which by the way, was written with the help of a real retired FBI agent, was the same thing that with Stacking Benjamins, we want people to feel about money. I began to get this idea that, you know, if I could make a book that people wanted to carry around with them the way that I wanted to carry that book, that that was what I wanted. Well, when I got home, Cheryl and I were surprised to see that my mom had finally trusted me with this box of my stuff from the attic. And there was the Cub Scout Wolf Guide in there. And what was amazing about the Cub Scout Wolf Guide to me is how they take something that we talk a lot about in finance, this idea of gamification and making things fun, and they've gamified the ability for kids to get these badges. Every chapter in that book starts off with tools you'll need and then very simply lists out all the different things you need to do to get the badge. And then at the bottom, there are boxes to check to show follow-through that you did it. So that was the original inspiration. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be thrilling. Writing words was a great process, and I don't get to do that very much. But to actually say the words and to communicate these ideas in the book were fantastic. And the other thing that was thrilling for me is I've been over sections of this book so many times, but reading it from start to finish, like we did over the last few days, has been just an absolute thrill. So I think thrilling would be the word. I realized I had trouble pronouncing half the big words that Emily wrote. It's funny that not just me, but also my director, Kim, I think we both knew when there was a big word that it was something that Emily wrote. And specifically, there was a word that refers to octopuses and how they blend in. And I don't even remember the word. All I knew is I saw it coming and we took a hard pause and had to look it up. I'm proud that we were able to integrate a lot of different voices in this book because we believe that there's not a single right way to do most financial things. It's called personal financial planning because it's personal. To have a lot of different voices in the book and interviews from the show and the fact that they're diverse voices, I think, is super important. I'm a 53-year-old white guy. There are a lot, a lot of people who look like me in finance. And what's neat that we get to do is talk to people that have a different point of view. And certainly some people will have something in common with me. Some people will have something in common with Emily. But I think by having some of the great voices in this book, like Bola Sucumbi with Clever Girl Finance, I think she's incredible. Tiffany Aliche, the budget nista, is amazing. Gene Chatsky at the Today Show. So I think having all these diverse points of view in the book gives people a better idea of what a good financial plan should be. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, you know, it's funny. I think that the naked gun is funniest 
because of the fact that Leslie Nielsen was a classically trained actor doing comedy. So just the juxtaposition of this person who's not a comedian saying these very comedic lines would be awesome. So I think I would cast President Obama to read the book for me. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Winning Now, Winning Later by David Cote. And David was the CEO and chairman of Honeywell. And he wrote this fantastic book. And I was lucky enough to interview him, by the way. And I got the book to prep for the interview. And because we do three interviews a week, I usually can only read the first three or four chapters and we try to dig in for our interviews. But with David's book, I absolutely loved it. And I immediately went to my Audible account and I downloaded it because the lessons in that book and the way he tells the stories about the things that happen in Honeywell are lessons I take with me. I've listened to this book. Well, I think I'm finishing up the third time right now. So Winning Now, Winning Later was a fantastic book. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is always on a walk or a run. It's also my favorite place to listen to podcasts. But if I really am doing a long run, I don't want to change up the podcast. So I will always opt to listen to an audiobook over a podcast if I'm going more than three or four miles. And nothing makes the miles go by easier than having some narrator that I'm so engrossed in their story that I'm not thinking about the pain of the run, the hill that I'm climbing or whatever's happening. I've devoured so many audiobooks while running that it really is a healthy habit. Running and audiobooks together is like peanut butter and jelly. And now, listen to a clip from Emily Guy Burkett in my audiobook. In this time of health and financial uncertainty, there are two things I wish I'd known earlier. One, start with the basics. Back when I struggled with money, I was always searching for shortcuts, easy fixes, and ways to cover up mistakes that I'd made along the way. And I've made more than my fair share. A better path, and the only one I know now that works after too much stumbling around, is to focus on building your house one brick at a time, just like the pig in that timeless tale. Plus, And this isn't in the book. It isn't the complex stuff that we mess up. It's the basics. My entire career, I've been surrounded by broke professors, people who know everything about money, but who implement nothing. Hi, this is Rachel Krantz, author of Open, an uncensored memoir of love, liberation, and non-monogamy. I wrote my book because I found the experience of being in my first open relationship extremely challenging and interesting, and I wanted to depict something that I hadn't quite seen in a book before in terms of all the ugly sides of what can happen when you open up a relationship and also when you're in a dom-sub dynamic that's not communicated. And I wanted to, I guess, make sense of those several years of my life that had been so confusing and writing was the way I was able to do it. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be dream. I mean, I just think I was pinching myself at a lot of points in this process. It was so fun and just such a dream to see that I made it to this point that I wrote a book and now I'm 
reading it. It's very surreal and fun and really just a total dream come true for me. I realized I had trouble pronouncing toddler. I was saying toddler (laughs) and also adding an extra syllable with like matriarchal and patriarchal instead of just like patriarchal, which is still sounding weird to me as I say it aloud and I will blame on the patriarchy. Hmm, I'm proud that I was able to, I guess, perform a lot of the dialogue and hopefully in a way that won't be confusing but will be engaging, you know, kind of dropping my voice for the men and then going up higher for the women and maybe just kind of giving each person's flavor a little bit. And I'm excited that listeners will hear, I guess, in the book, how I intended it to come across in terms of the emphasis on certain words or how certain jokes or thoughts are, you know. I think it'll be fun to be able to hear exactly how I meant things to land. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would probably cast my friend Aisha, who's in the book, because I know they would do an amazing job. They're the best storyteller and just like have such a great voice and they're so performative and they were with me through so much of this that they would know how to really get it across. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks would be on a long drive in the car. And the last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was actually Jessica Fern's Poly Secure, which is a great new guide out there for people who are in non-monogamous relationships that focuses on how to apply attachment theory to non-monogamous relationships, which often when you read about attachment theory, it totally omits or erases how this might work in a non-monogamous dynamic. So I thought that was a really excellent book that I recommend. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I'd started wearing the turquoise ring on my left finger shortly before I met Adam. The idea was that I would become engaged to myself, that I would give myself the symbolic maturity a talisman on your ring finger seemed to afford you. I swore that married women used their left hands more than their right when they spoke, gestured, or wiped a stray hair out of their eyes just to rub it in. Melissa Broder writes of the phenomenon in The Pisces. They seem to be saying, Look, someone wants me this much. I've safely made it to the other shore. As I'd been trying to break up with Dan, I wanted to see if I could give some of that safety to myself. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.